KKFN and KKFN HD1 Longmont Denver. Let's go, Lions! The 5 O'Clock Whistle, powered by smart local Union 9 sheet oh. metal workers. Uh-oh. Okay, okay, okay. This place has been kicked, it's been battered, it's been bruised, and I can sit up here and give you coach speak all day long. I can give you, uh, you know, hey, we're going to win this many games. I can't, that, uh, none of that matters, and you guys don't want to hear it anyway. You've had enough of that. So, excuse my language. All right, here's what I do know, is that this team is going to take on the identity of this city, all right? And the city's been been down, and it found a way to get up, all right? It's found a way to uh, overcome adversity, all right? And so this team's going to be built on, we're going to kick you in the teeth, all right? And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right, and we're going to stand up, and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before before long, we're going to be the last one standing. I'm here. As soon as I think I'm here, I'll retire. And then I'll be doing what you do, because then you know it all. Because then you know it all. I'm here. Let's go. I'm let's, here. Let's go. Tonight, the NFL gets going. The NFL gets going with the Chiefs and the Lions. Are you ready for us? Oh, I'm ready. I am ready. Football is back, finally. Can, these, these, these count. These matter. Can the Lions with Dan Campbell bite kneecaps? Can they beat the Travis Kelsey-less Chiefs? Can he's they out beat tonight. the Travis Kelsey-less Chiefs? I think they can. That's going to be a tight ball game. The spread keeps moving down. What do we got? It opened up at six and a half. Yeah. And then it went to four and a half with Man. the news that he may not play. And then yeah. it was down to four. Okay. So it's sitting steady at four right now. Do you like the value with Mahomes as just a four-point favorite at home? How's Chris Jones doing these days? He ain't playing. He may be in the building tonight, but he currently is holding out. I was reading that because because they got the Super Bowl banner going up tonight. So I imagine that the it says kickoffs at six twenty, but I bet you they're going to have that whole banner ceremony to start off. Oh man, come on, Lions! Be, what a way to start the oh, NFL season! Come Holy cow! Come on, Lions! Let's go! Broncos wouldn't be in last place in the AFC West. Be a we great way to start positive. the season. We know anything good about the Lions? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They got a dynamic offense this year. Hopefully, you believe in golf. Uh, yeah. Yeah? I did when he came into the league. Then he fell off. But last year, he looked damn good, man. I believe in him enough to manage that offense. They have a lot of playmakers. Hopefully, they can just get the ball in their hands. Do you think the NFL season has snuck up on people just a pinch? Yeah. Because of the excitement with CU and college football? I actually think so. Like, wait a second. What? There's a game tonight? Yeah. Yeah, It does feel like that is snuck up just a, a little bit. It's like, oh, it's Thursday night. But that's what it felt like with Bills and Rams last year, too, to open the year when Josh Allen absolutely smoked the Rams. It was like, oh, damn, here we are. NFL season. You set your fantasy lineups, get your King Supers fan football, pick them in. There you go, Matt. There I'm you just, go. I'm just looking for more competition so I can even further validate myself in my road to repeat this King year. Supers fan football, pick them. Come on now. The weekly winner gets two fifty to King Supers. The grand prize winner gets groceries for a year. It ain't too late. Get to it. DenverSports.com slash picks. Didn't you make your picks two weeks ago? I did. Yeah. I did. I signed up, and I immediately went chalk with all my picks. You're not winning the groceries. <laughs> 
I got news for you. I don't know. Something will go haywire, but I'm just going chalk. I'm going to be eating good, courtesy of King Supers, for year number two. You got it. You got some sort of, I mean, I should talk to the champ as, yeah. as yeah, the you champ should. deserves that respect. Yeah, absolutely. You, you got a game here that most don't got? You got this something? Is, see, this is where I play my cards close to my vest here, D-Mac. This is, this is where so I don't reveal me, you strategy. You give me one game? You're not going to give me one interesting game? I'll pull up the schedule for you. That nobody else has, man? I mean, you can't go chalk and win the chance. Win the I, got chance one. I got one for you. What do you got? Packers and Bears. Come on. Sunday afternoon. Keep going. Green Bay opens up in Chicago. Let's go, Bears. Everybody thinks it's the coming out party for Justin Fields. Oh. They're a one-point favorite. Oh. Don't break I don't know my about heart. that Jordan Love. Don't break my heart. I don't know about Jordan Love. I got another one for you. Yeah. I got another one for you. Yeah. How about Deshaun Watson opening up at home against the Cincinnati Bengals? Bah. Joe Burr's good. He's ready to go. He's good to go. He's ready to go. Oh, I'm going to take Joey B. You know Cincinnati's only a two-point favorite in that game? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can believe all of that because it's the NFL, dude. I mean, we, we don't have 35-point spreads like we do in some college football games. I'll give you another. Yeah. 49ers at Steelers Sunday morning. San Francisco's only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I, I don't like I So here we go with uh, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Do you think he's going to make that second-year jump? I do like that. I like Kenny Pickett in that one. Well, there you go. There's one game that I promise you a lot of people are talking about. Do you believe in Brock chalk. Purdy? I'll tell you what, man. He looked damn good. The one drive he played against the Broncos in their second week of the preseason. I don't know, man. I know they do. And, you know, obviously they had to lick their wounds about, you know, Trey Lance and, you know, eat that one, which was which was tough. That's a big miss, obviously. But it's like Brock Purdy, huh? Like, it's Brock Purdy. I never saw it in college out of him. Playing at Iowa State, I always just wrote him off as, you know, a mediocre Big 12 quarterback. And then for him to come into the league and do what he's done, like I said, the guy came off UCL surgery and looked that good. He carved the Broncos' first-team defense up in the second week of the preseason. Give me the team that didn't make the playoffs last year that's going to make the playoffs this year. Shoof. Did you have the list there? I do not. Okay, teams that did not make the playoffs in 2022. Let me pull up the list so I can actually go through it and tell you in an informed opinion. Well, this is man. It doesn't just snap to you? All right, like Bears... Quickly? Bears, Cardinals, Rams, Falcons, Panthers, Saints. Saints. There you go. Oh, boy. It's not the Broncos, huh? Uh-uh. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, it's not the Broncos. It's not, it's not the Bears. It's the New Orleans Saints. It's not the Chicago in, Bears? In what is the basement of the NFL, the NFC South. Which is worse, the NFC South or the AFC South? Um. Well, the AFC South has, has Trevor Lawrence in it. Sure. So, I mean, they, he's legit. They're legit. So, by nature of Trevor alone, it's got to be the NFC South. The, the, what are the Titans? Well, what, what is that? Ryan Tannehill, DeAndre Hopkins, Derrick Henry. <laughs> that feels like, if I got in a DeLorean, went back four years, that seems like a good team. It seems like well, that a team that's going good. 500. That's what it seems like. What else like. do I got there in the, uh, in the AFC South? Who else am I talking Colts? about? Anthony Richardson. That's interesting. Texans. Who's their run? Is, where's, what's up with John the Taylor these days? Oh, he hasn't reported what, yet. What happened, Cecil? Cecil, where's John the Taylor? What happened, Cecil? <laughs> oh, come on. I thought, I thought, I thought he was coming that here. Can't guys cease like that, man. Uh, that's a pretty bad division. I that's mean, I think, I think the Jags are just going to kind of dominate there. They should. They right? should. And what was the other one? What would you say? NFC South. NFC South. Um, Panthers, Falcons, uh, Panthers, Falcons, Saints, and Bucks. God, that is terrible. Awful. That's the worst division. Easily. That's the worst division because who 
Give me a superstar in that division. Any super, a quarterback superstar. I mean, Carr would be the best because he got Baker. Boy, it is set up for Carr, isn't it? You got Bryce Young, you got Baker, and then who am I missing? Bucks, Bucks, Baker, Bucks, Baker, Saints, Saints Carr, Carr, Panthers, Young, Bryce Young, and uh, Falcons is Desmond Ritter. Holy cow! I forgot Desmond Ritter. Desmond, wow, Ritter. that is a brutally bad conference. Well, the, the, the Derek division, Carr should Derek Carr should dominate that. The Bucks won that division under five hundred last year. I mean, unless Baker Mayfield has some sort of not crazy happening. Res- I don't. He's that, looked maybe. horrible in camp by all accounts. How did he win the job? Because Kyle Trask was the one he was competing with. Hey, did you see that? Um, um, our our guy. Oh my God, Brett Rippin. Rip right. Beat Brett out, Rip. Rip. Let it rip. He beat out. Uh, let it rip. Stetson Bennett. Let Bennett. it fly. Don't you have face? that drop still? Let it rip. Yeah, he did. He beat out Stetson Bennett. How about that? So so much for winning national championships when you're 30 years old. Hey man, <laughs> Rip lives on. Boise State beats out Georgia. I mean, okay, that was, that was a pretty good competition. I'm excited, man. Um, yeah, well, the the AFC West obviously is a hell of a lot more competitive than than those divisions. How much of a chance do you give Detroit to beat KC tonight? A solid chance. Solid, but I'll stick chalk and pick KC at the end of the day. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. I'm here. Yeah, Would you lay the four? I'm here. Oh, uh, yeah. More than a field goal? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I mean, they just figure out a way. Hey! What's up, Rooftop? They just figure it out. They're the stupid Chiefs. Where'd Rooftop come but, from? But I'm excited to just have them, you know, have some problems. I'm excited for them to have to figure it out with Trav- without Travis Kelsey. Let's see what you got, Pat. I mean, and this is an injury he suffered in practice? Well, everybody knows Patrick Mahomes isn't anything without Travis Kelsey. The guy might as well just be, you know, the your, your backup on an XFL team, so... I'm excited for it, man. We got one hour. Have the game right here on the fan, and um, and get ready for it. I love it. Could you name me one starting receiver tonight for the Kansas City Chiefs? Oh, I could cheat and look at I it. I didn't ask you to cheat. McCole Hardman? Nope, he's in New York. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe not. I guess uh, you know Marquez Valdez can't. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and now, Sky Moore. Now you got me cheating. And that's it. Isaiah Pacheco. If you got him in fantasy, the rest of them. Big night for Isaiah Pacheco. Jarek McKinnon, Clyde Edward-Hilaire, those are your running backs. Uh, who's behind Travis Kelsey? Noah Gray, Blake Bell. What? Who? Yeah, I see where you're. I see where you're going here, man. Hey, you know uh, what? Kad- though Kadarius Tony, Justin is he gonna Watson. Play? I, don't I mean, know if Tony's this, gonna play because he know. tore his meniscus in camp. So I don't know. You if know who should play going. receiver for them? Oh well. Mays. Wouldn't that be something? You strapping it up tonight, Mace? Look at Mace out No, there. I'm not. Can you imagine him running around for the Chiefs? Wearing those new Dion cleats? I can. I can. Yeah. I think they'd have to go pretty far down the list before they got to <laughs> me as a potential replacement. You're not right there in the practice squad for a call-up, Mace? No, but if I'd been on their practice squad last year, like Melvin Gordon, I would have oh, gotten Hey, there hey you yo. go. There you go. Champion. Don't don't speak hey, ill of champions. You know what? Champion, get I mean, a ring tonight. You know what? I mean, I have a Super Bowl ring, and all I did was write on the Broncos' website. You did more for you did more for the Broncos than Melvin, Melvin did, did for the Chiefs. Chiefs. Ain't no uh, doubt about it. Don't be so hard on Melvin. All right, that's hey, Mace's guy, Melvin. It's good to see you, man. How is um, how's Jerry Judy doing? Are those see those headphones are crap right now? <laughs> I mean, they don't even fit. I, I don't know. even know if they. I, I see what the problem is. I can straighten it out for you. You got a pair to your right. You could just hand them if you want. No, to. there's nothing wrong with it. He's just putting them on wrong. You've got a cord wrapped around. Uh, and the earlobe just thing fell off. Yeah, 
They look good on the surface. Should he but walk back through the door? Do we need to restart? No, here? no, no. It's just there's just garbage. I need to restart on this day. Oh, oh, what's going on? What's oh, wrong? No, I'm all right. I'm all right. All's not well in love and war down at Dove Valley. Yeah, how uh, was Dove Valley today? Dove Valley was fine. Sanctuary Health Training Center was fine. By the way, they got to change the name on that because Sanctuary Health is rebranding. Uh, what is it? I think it's like Good Spirit or something like Common that. Common Spirit. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's okay. it. I mean, I think they should just go back to Sports Authority. <laughs> Bring those back. How about some Invesco love? Might as well. You know, the stadium will kind of always be Invesco Field to me because that's the first name that was on it. It won't be Mile High Stadium? No, that's the old stadium. That's the one they tore down. You finally have somebody that's in the boat with you. Uh, I totally agree with you. And the whole, like, Mile High thing, as soon as they bulldozed Mile High, was gone. The thing is, like, with corporate sponsorship names on stadiums, there's always more value for being the first than being the second because people get used to whatever that first name was. I mean, how many times do you mistakenly call the arena where the Avs and Nuggets play Pepsi Center? All the time. All the time. Still. All the time. Because it was the first name. There was there was two decades built of identification built up in that. And and that's why, like, we're talking about this stadium. It's been in Vesco Field at Mile High, Sports Authority Field at Mile High, Broncos Stadium at Mile High. And now on power field at Mile High, you find this, the name has less Ooh, power. You're making me do a little trivia question here. Okay. What was the old hockey arena called? The old hockey arena at McNichols, right? Okay, there you go, Mace. Yeah. There you go. I'm I not thought sure. it was a trick question. Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I like, just, that's an obvious yeah. one. Just, uh, I don't know, man. That's a long time ago. Most McNichols, people would McNichols, know. Uh, oh, man. I don't know, Matt. I don't know if most people would have known that. Ask him. KJ, just keep it real. Keep it real. Did you know McNichols was the arena the Avs used to play at before Ball Arena? Yes. You did? KJ even knew. All right. I'll take your word for it. I mean, the thing I'll is, take your word for it. when you get older, you start saying things like, oh, when they moved to the new stadium, and you refer to a new stadium that was built in 1998 hmm. or something like that. <laughs> Jerry, Judy, will blank play on Sunday? Not play. Why? Uh, I think they're just going to be cautious and... Take it easy with him on that hamstring. I mean, I th- look, it's the fact that he's out there two weeks after he heard it. That's a great sign, in terms of where he, of, of where he wants to, of where they want him to go, and having him ready, be ready as soon as possible. The question is just how much is he going to be able to do? And like, let's say it's oh, let's see if we can get ten reps out of him. Is is that enough? Uh, is that worth the risk as well? And you're going to say no. If it were with so, an eyeball towards playing against Washington the next week, absolutely. Yeah, the fact that he's out there now. I'd, I'd be stunned if he was not out there for the Washington. If this was a must-win game, would Jerry Judy be playing? Like a playoff game? I don't know. I just said must-win. D-Mac. You and your yeah, must-win probably. games. Is this a must-win game? There's no such thing as a must-win game in week one. There you go. <laughs> Mike Evans is... The only one Mike the Evans. only one who gets tripped up on those semantics is you on a must-win game. Everyone else knows what it means. Dude, Mike Evans is screaming about... Well, I guess you are, too, about this being a must-win game. Say, okay, you got to have one of the first thing. two. I, let me make that clear. If you lose this one, Washington becomes a must-win. I mean, buddy, you got to start quick here to this schedule. If not, you're getting buried before the bye. Like, yeah, you can beat Miami. You can beat Chicago. You can go 2-2 two and two in the first four games in a myriad of ways. You can lose this one, win the middle two, and lose the fourth. Well, of course you I can. I mean, there's all sorts of ways to do this. Of, of course you can, but the odds of are of are better of you beating Washington at home in week two in Sam Howell's first true road game as a professional 
than going down to Miami at 1 o'clock Eastern time in the oppressive heat and humidity of South Florida and getting a dub. We see the issues with Chandler Jones. Okay. Do you think that is a player issue or a team issue? Mm, I don't want to judge based on things that I don't know, but I would say there might be elements of both. Okay. Because it's like what to what degree are the wheels falling off the uh, bus with Josh McDaniels even before the season starts. Well, we've seen it around here, haven't we? we? We saw it last year in Vegas, too. Yeah. You know, the, they've, you know, they had a lousy season. They beat the Broncos twice, but they still had a lousy season. And they, they were a playoff team the, the year before. That's the thing. I mean, you, you've moved on from Rich Bisaccia, who somehow, against every odd imaginable, got that team back to the playoffs by pushing them over the line at the end. Right, they they won those last three games, including, including the Broncos. You know, yeah, they, they they that actually the last four games because they beat Cleveland. I think it was Cleveland, Denver, um, Indianapolis, and and then uh, the Chargers at the end. So the last four, and you looked at that, and you looked at them, and the way they finished, and how they, and and really also how Basakia kept that thing together after all the chaos of of everything went down with John Gruden at the end there. And you're like, yeah, we're just gonna go bring in the shiny object who can call, who can call plays and craft a game plan. I mean, with every passing day, that looks like more and more of a disastrous move by Mark Davis to move on from Basachi after that that playoff. Season. Well, you got Josh now and Hurricane Josh. He, we know what he's all about. And listen, they're they're going on to a new quarterback, a new system, a new everything there too. They're starting all over again. Well, not a new system, but a new quarterback. Okay. What makes yeah. you think the Raiders have their act together? Ooh. Well, they don't have their act together in terms of coaching, although we know McDaniels can put together a good offensive game plan, always has been. Mm-hmm. And one, th- one common note of praise given by players who were, around, who were on the Broncos in 2009-2010 was that despite all of Josh's failings mm-hmm. in terms of man management as a coach, cohesion, all that stuff, that he put together amazing game plans. You know what was interesting about McDaniels last year, too, is he wasn't afraid to use Devontae Adams against Patrick Sertan. And earlier today, Mace, I said, I think there's a ton of pressure on Patrick Sertan. Mm-hmm. The worst game he had as a pro was the last game against the Raiders, and it was stamped with a touchdown to Devontae Adams to win the game for the Raiders in overtime. And probably the second worst game for Sertan was the following week against DJ Moore in Carolina. You're going to see DJ Moore in week four. So why would teams just ignore their great player against Patrick Sertan? I don't think they will. I think they'll game plan to try to take advantage of what they've got. So I love this matchup for Sertan. So not only am I saying this is going to be a big matchup for him, that they're not going to ignore him. McDaniels won't go away from him. But I think Sertan's going to come through. I think he's going to have one of the better games of his career. And I'm predicting a big play by him like Simmons had in England to really help secure the game late in the game. That's where I'm going. Because I don't think McDaniels is going to shy away from using Devontae Adams. I don't think so either. But I would also say it's going to be... Uh, it's there's another matchup to watch, and the other, and also consider that Jimmy Garoppolo is more of a rhythm and timing passer than Derek Carr. So, the matchup to keep your eye on, I think, is going to be 
Hunter Renfro in the slot against Isang Bassey starting at nickel corner. That is a really good point, Mace, because the Broncos are going to be without K1 Williams for at least four games, right? Mm -hmm. And and that probably isn't getting talked about enough. He is a key part of that defense. And when he was not in there last year, their secondary was not as good as it was with him in there. So, yeah, it's a big one for Isang Bassey. He's coming off a huge preseason. That's a very good point. What adjustment are the Broncos going to make without Judy uh, in the starting lineup? I would imagine uh, more two tight end sets. And then perhaps Who is he calling up from the practice squad? You mean for at wide receiver? <laughs> yeah, yeah well, they got three of them. Probably, <laughs> probably either Phil Dorsett or Lil Jordan Humphrey, I'd imagine. Okay. Yeah. You think they'd go with Dorsett over Lil Jordan? Don't know. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're going to find out. I'd We're be, fixing to find out. It's Sean Payton, right? So I think all bets are off. Though. But I think the, the, the thing we'll probably see more of is a lot of uh, – two tight end sets and some mm-hmm. chipping to help out against Max Crosby in particular. I'm with you. And the way Joe Lombardi was talking today about how every play that they're working on and they're going to have in the game plan, there's some element of, okay, take care of Max Crosby. Like, he is foremost on their minds. Mace, it's 2025. We're all we're getting in a time, time machine together. Okay. We're in the hot tub time machine. Put your bathing suit back on. Easy. Would you rather... In 2025, it'd be three years together. Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, theoretically, having a great rhythm, having success, right? They've had success. We think they will. It's 2025. Russ is 37. But, I mean, so what? He's in great shape. He kept that freshman 15 off. Would you rather have Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, or Deion Sanders and Shadur Sanders? Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, if they make it to that third year, like you said, things have happened that have mean that this is working. And I think that's still your better shot. Matt? I'm with him. I mean, that is the best way to get the Broncos back to relevance. Now do I think it's going to matter then with Russ? That is where I have a harder time getting until he can show me a sample size that I can draw from. I've liked pretty much everything I've seen from Russ in camp. I don't know how much better he could get from one year to another. He's lost a lot of weight. He looks a lot more decisive with the ball, at least he did in the preseason. And I can't wait to see how Sean Payton utilizes him. Like, that's the whole missing part of this Broncos offense that we really don't know, is we saw I mean, we saw like 20% of what Sean Payton's going to do. I actually agree, because we are really not going to know if Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are clicking, truly clicking, until probably halfway through next year. Ooh, I, th- I don't know. <laughs> I think it takes time. I it think takes you gotta, time, you got to th- go through things together. I think we'll have a, be- a good idea by the back half of this season. I'd agree. The other yeah. thing on on Dion and Shudder Sanders that is interesting is this. I would say, and this includes last week against TCU, Dion Sanders, I don't believe, has coached a game in which he did not have a significant skill advantage in terms of skill position players. I think that's an interesting point. Probably accurate, too. Yes. I mean, I, based yeah. on what TCU had returning. I mean, people... No, know, they definitely had a better skill position players yeah, than TCU. Right. Yeah. And they'll have better skill players than, Most than Nebraska and better than CSU. It'll be an interesting conversation when it's time for CU to play Oregon. I no question. And, that, and that's when we're going to learn, I think, at that moment, and in games like it that fall, we're going to learn more about Deion Sanders and, and whether and, and how he 
does. I think he'll do fine. I think the cohesion of the team is going to grow and they're going to figure it out. But it is interesting to kind of look at the arc of Deion Sanders and know that, to his credit, because he is a heck of a recruiter, and obviously Shudder is his son, you know, but he's a heck of a recruiter getting some great talent into Jackson State. I'd like to, but if if we're talking about Deion Sanders in the NFL, you're never going to have that sort of talent exactly. advantage. The Seth Wickersham uh, article has been amazing. We've <laughs> got a night. Nice, we're going to spend uh, some time going over a lot of fun little tidbits. You got Good. them written down. There? I got them written down. I got Let's the right. I got the right song for us. Base, if you want to hang around, we'd love to have you. But we'll go through some of the fun picadillos of that Wickersham uh, Sean Payton profile piece coming up next. <laughs> Listening to The Drive on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. A little Jimmy Buffett. You know who was really sad by the passing of Jimmy Buffett was Sean, Sean Payne, right? Let's My go. mic's on, yeah, Sean Payne. I mean, Jimmy Buffett wore a free Sean Payton shirt during the Bounty Gate stuff. Yeah, man. And he spoke about Jimmy Buffett. Quite at length with Peter King recently. So when Mike Cliss asked him about Jimmy Buffett the other day, it, you know, it was kind of weird how he just kind of shot him down. It's pretty legit question considering all the you know connections. But. He asked if he was going to play Come Monday in the pre-practice stretching when they play music. A quote from the Peter King uh, interview: First year I was there, it was Colts Bears Super Bowl in Miami. I went down to Miami and Jimmy asked a few of us to go out on his boat. He had his chef cook us cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers in paradise. How's that? That's pretty awesome. They asked me. So with Jimmy Buffett uh, in the background, I want to go through some of your favorite moments from the Seth Wickersham article about Sean Payton, you two, and uh, figure out what what takeaways that you took. Matt, we can just go around. We just uh, do a little circle here. I think we got to start with Quarter Lane Sean. Because <laughs> Quarter Lane Sean is a different fella. He doesn't wear a watch because he doesn't want any plans. He doesn't want anything tying him down. He's just enjoying life at the Gaza Ranch. <laughs> He's slamming the screwdriver slushies that's an open tap to everybody who comes across the golf course at 13. He's living on a prayer. He's probably listening to a little Buffett as he's making his way in his golf cart with the license plate that says Peyton. But be careful, Sean. Coach's Corner is coming up, and you don't want another repeat of the accident that forced the club to have to reshift the golf cart path to make it less dangerous. Why? Because, unfortunately, D-Mac, he rolled his golf cart. He did. And he broke his hand at that very same club. I like the fact that Sean Payton's a guy who's so passionate and needs to have control. But this is a man who is not good with downtime. He does not know how to handle himself. In fact, so much so to the point when he was working at Fox, man, they didn't even need him anymore. They said, Sean, go home. You've fulfilled your obligations for the day. And Sean told him, I don't have anywhere to go. This is a man that he's got everything, but he's also got nothing <laughs> without football. Mace, uh, you got a, got a moment or two uh, from the Wickersham article? I mean, I'm more kind of... By the way, you must have loved that article. That had to be 20,000 words. That was a... Oh, it was a read. I mean, are you kidding me? That Holy was a read. That was a thesis. There was, I mean, there was a lot of words in there. <laughs> there were a lot of words in there, I should say. What were some of your favorite words? That were put together. Uh, I like the part at the end mm. where he, there were the subject was him going through the film with a joint practice. Yes. By candlelight. 
and how, and then what he conveyed to the team after that, because it, and part of it was it sort of, it, we, we kind of talked about this the week of the joint practices. When something went wrong, it became two or three things like that. Mm-hmm. The team couldn't get out of a funk. Remember right, on Thursday, right, that right. Thursday joint practice when Jerry Judy got hurt? Yes. About 20, the next 20 or 25 minutes, they were not in a good headspace. It, it's a big reason they needed to win that game on Saturday. And they did, 41 nothing. Yeah. So, But it also kind of told you what kind of elemental work Sean Payton has in front of him in terms of getting things right culturally and getting the team to the place that he wants it to be and how this building confidence and making sure that one mistake doesn't become three or four, this is probably going to take some time. One of my favorite parts in the uh, Wickersham article, thank you, is... It's gonna replay. Um, we're not going to go to another part of the uh, Jimmy Buffett No, we're going to stay catalog. here. We're going to stay here Margarita. Read Margarita. Yeah, we're going to stay here Margarita. Where the living's easy and the drinks are cold. <laughs> there were so many really cool little parts to it. Um, but how about the scene where he's he's watching home team with his wife Skyline? Yeah, his is is you know they met during the suspension. Now th- they did summer nights and they're in watching, Gaza. They're watching a story about him, and he's complaining the story's not accurate, even though he was a producer on the movie itself. Well, <laughs> yeah, you- and he's sitting there. Like, it, it did say at the end of it, he got very emotional. You'd think those concerns would have been brought up at some point in pre-production. I mean, uh, when, the script, when the script was coming together. But it's like, it's like Charles Barkley saying he was, like, uh, misquoted in his own autobiography. I think Sean is familiar with Margaritaville. Because he spent some time in Margaritaville during that suspension. But, I mean, think about this for a second. It's a movie about you, where you were one of the producers, where your future son-in-law who is the brother of Adam Sandler's wife, put it all together so you're kind of doing a favor for everybody. So you are deeply involved with this, and you're watching, and you're like, that's not right. Okay. <laughs> he is a Hollywood rookie at that point as a co-producer of the film, correct? I, I, so I don't know if he had an official the, title, but he was very you've involved. you got all these other people who are big shots, and they're probably yeah. saying stuff like, Okay, you know, we want to have this because it's going to be better for the narrative flow in the, of the movie. And it being your first time, you might be like, okay, fine, whatever. And then you watch the finished product and you're like, that's not how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> so there were so many great, I, hey, Seth Wickersham, it was a great read. It was cool. And if you didn't really know what Sean Payton was all about, go read it. You do now. How about, and how about it, the it, time he came in as Bill Belichick for an hour? He dyed his hair and did right. a Belichick impression for an hour. That was great. Just to show his team that that's how it would have been handled. How about the New fact England. he's like best friends with Wayne Gretzky? And, the, and he's John Elway. And John Elway, and they're all part of a crew hanging out together in Coeur d'Alene. They got yeah. a cute name, too, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. How about the fact that Sean Payne was like, I'm here in September and everybody's gone? Where is everybody? Yeah. <laughs> the funny part is like, I have nowhere to go. Yeah, because they, they fold up for the summer. Everyone goes back to their lives. Exactly. And he was just sitting there, there, hanging out. I mean, that seems like a nice place to hang out, although it gets cold. The golf stops at a certain point. All of a sudden, you don't have to wake up so early to get French toast at the buffet at the club. You know, training camp started with the article with Jared Bell being let inside, even though the whole anonymous donor thing. Lots of lattes. And the way the preseason ends is with Seth Wickersham being in the office as well, getting an insight. And, mm-hmm. and you know what? I'm fine with... I'm fine with it because I'll take as much insight I can to the stories that we cover. 
So even if he's a little standoffish to the local muggles, you know, it's clear that Sean Payton has things to get off his chest. And I expect this to keep happening this entire season. Just win, baby. Not with any of us, but we'll find out more as it goes. So salute to Jimmy Buffett and to Sean Payton. Wasting away again in Margarita Bay. I feel the master. I feel the master. Finish the drive on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. They ready. They ready. Weekend, I'm, I'm totally ready. I'm pumped. I'm fired up. KJ, you ready? I am so ready. The only problem is I'm only ready for Saturday, not Sunday. What are you talking about? You're not excited about Sunday? No. Damn, son, why? What's going on? Damn, bro, you all right? The wife's taking him out of the house. No, 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 no. Oh, is the wife, on, wife ruining your weekends? Absolutely not. Oh, that it sounds like it might. It sounds like that might be the case. Man, I knew that wasn't going to work out. <laughs> What'd you make it? A couple of months? That's pretty good. <laughs> Shoot. Darn it. We're, we're clearly just teasing. You know what I think it is? Wait, think- finish. Well, why? Wait, well, hold on. Just let him finish. Yeah. What, what's, what's going on? What's wrong? Because Monday we're going to come in here and spend all four hours talking about sh- how Sean Payton's debut went. No, we're not. I could care less about it. No, so. we're not. You know whoa, why? Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. What is going on with you? I've, I've told you, man. You're we've, down we've on? hashed this out before, You're down man. on Sean Payton? I am, man. I told you, man. We've hashed this out before, man. What, what's, what's the biggest beef? Oh, man, I think my biggest thing is it, it, it's the thing that we constantly talk about all the time. The anonymous donors thing. There is mm. always something with this guy, and I'm just like, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to forewarn people that there's something bigger down the road that's going to happen, mm. that's going to blow it all up. And I'm telling you, it's because he can't help himself. And any guy who, a guy who's as successful as him, that's also a ticking time bomb. Mm. We've seen this movie before. It's mm. only a matter of time. You know, it is true. Like Prime drew a lot of attention to himself, but he didn't tell his players to shut up. I mean, they're wearing, you know, uh, you know. Oh, my gosh, the opposite. This week he said that he wants them reading their own own headlines. He was like, no, I hope they are reading their own headlines because I'm not stupid enough to think that they're not. Just know that everything written about you isn't necessarily true one way or the other. Yeah, Junior doing like a 15, 18-minute, you know, episode almost a day. About what's going on inside the program? They're awesome. They're wearing their Twitter handles or what Instagram handles on the back of their practice jerseys. Um, the Buffs are here. Deal with it. Yeah, he he didn't tell them to uh, be quiet whatsoever. I mean, they were nobody was an anonymous donor. She had to like, back it up though, and that's what they did. And Sean Payne, I see where you're going there, KJ. Like he's telling everybody to shut up, except for him. Well, the rules don't apply to him. We know that now. <laughs> So that's 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 what's lost you at the end of the day. That's that's where you're lost. Yes, and God forbid that a player actually gets in trouble and it's not about gambling. Mm. Why is that? You don't think he'll have their back? I think he will have a tone of I told you so. Okay, wow, our guy KJ. Yeah, no, he hates jumping. Hate hates a strong word. You don't hate him, do you? No, I don't. I don't hate him. Um, but I do. He's not your guy. Strongly, he, he's dislike. definitely not my guy, man. Yeah, there's there's, there's, there's right. a little slight there, man. Because 
I don't I don't like guys who don't stand on their word, man. Um, I am big on that. And when you manipulate your own words so that you can have success and power in your own way, don't care nothing about it. Okay, 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 okay. Well, you don't have to worry about that with Prime because he's standing on his word. Yeah, Prime's pretty consistent. Oh, you he's know, very consistent. He's, he's uh, you know. He's nothing if not consistent. He's look at me, look at me, look at me. And look what, at us. Um, look at us. It's not look at me. Okay. Just look at us. I can't I can't argue with anything you want to say positive about Prime. And I am definitely not going to bash anything or say anything negative right now. Do about you believe? Do you going, believe? Do you believe? God forbid if I don't. Do you I don't believe? believe? Do you believe? <laughs> do I believe? Huh? You don't believe. Do you believe? Clearly don't I believe. don't know. Do, do I believe what? Do you believe? You don't believe. I believe. Oh, you just answered it right there. Next question. I believe in life after Next love. Question. What? I'm not Ed Werner. I said I'm not Ed Werner. Do what? you believe? Oh, my God. I believe. There you go. That's all you had to say. How hard was that? I don't know. How hard was that? Well, he's bugging me now. We ain't coming no more. Oh, We're, here. We're here. We're here. We're here. I can be here this weekend. Do you think Sean Payton can get the guys going? Like Prime? Mm-hmm. No. No. But Pro Ball's different. Pro Ball's different. Yeah, every time Sean Payton talks, boy, I'm going to back you up here maybe a little bit, KJ. It does feel like he's talking at you. Oh, I, he's not inspirational. That's yeah. the thing. He'll have them really prepared, but it's no firing them up. But honestly, they're pros. You shouldn't have to get fired up. That's why okay. part of it, I don't think Dion... You don't think Dan, Dan Campbell's got the Lions fired up tonight? Good point. Good point. I think that there are different strokes for different folks. But the difference is, is Dan Campbell's out there doing burpees with the team. He's out there, you know, in the fire with these guys. Sean Payton's just berating them from the side. You know, when, I, when we had no Sean on, and I was asking, well, how much does that mean? He goes, ah, up to the first play. And I'm like, yeah, that's not Basically, about right. Yeah. Yeah, because after the first play, you just zone out and you focus but on your job. here's what believing is, and it's not about reporters, all, with all due respect, Prime. It's not if reporters believe. It's if the players believe. If they believe when we're down, like CU was, because there were four lead changes in the fourth quarter, that must have been insane to watch. It was insane. Um, It was so much fun. Because it's going this, that, this, that. I mean, that is wild. And then Travis picks it off. They're on the doorstep of scoring a touchdown. You're like, your jaw's just on the floor. You had two moments. You had that. I forget the kid's name. Trevor Woods. Had the interception in the end zone. You had two red zone interceptions. You gave up the ball, too. You gave up a special teams play. I mean, it wasn't perfect. That, that was They gave up the ball right after the Travis Hunter. But the question is, when things are down, and that was, the, the I, I say, the biggest takeaway in that Wickersham piece was the fact in that practice against the Rams, when things got down for the Broncos in practice, they stayed down. The Broncos were not able to rise above it. And Payton pointed it out. They did beat the snot out of the Rams in the preseason game. And now here we go into the season. And look how many close games, Matt, the Broncos did lose last year. Nine. So the question is, it's not if the reporters believe. It's if you, the players, believe in each other. And the craziest thing about Tebow, who couldn't throw a football in the ocean from the beach, was that for whatever wacky reason... There was such strong leadership. The teammates didn't know how it was happening, but they did believe it could happen. And that is the question the Broncos have to answer with Russell Wilson this year. Nobody doubts how hard he works. Nobody doubts how enthusiastic or what kind of person he is. The question that will linger 
from last year to this year, when things are down, do we believe Russell Wilson will be able to lead us to victory? Where he couldn't last year, but he can this year. And that's what makes these games so damn exciting. Fixing to find out. Fixing to find out. The one thing I'll say is that you do have a strong, strong sense of belief in that room in Boulder. If you remember the beginning of the year when Prime first got to spring, he was telling the players, he was trying to get the call and response. He kept saying, it's time. And then it took like a second to build up. Yeah, you got to read. It's got to be a consistent mantra. But what is it now? They're finishing his well, sentences now. now. Yeah. They're finishing it. They bought in completely. So when you see the problem with the Broncos late in training camp, is that a bit of a red flag? Yeah. Who knows, man? That's why we watch. That's why we love it, man. It starts. To, I know, man. Starts tonight. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go. I mean, let's go. Who you got? Lions and Chiefs. I got the stupid Chiefs, but I want the Lions to win. I want the Lions to win. I want to eat some kneecaps. I want the Chiefs to start out 0-1. I don't want good things in the with the Chiefs. I'm not a pro-Chiefs guy. I'll watch Travis Kelsey's podcast and not root for them because I like the podcast. You can go to denversports.com slash picks. Get into the Kings Supers fan football pick them. Let's go. We have the NFL season kicking off tonight right here on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Next. Go, Buff.